0: Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter podcast, what is going on? I am Mark Jolliffe aka DJ Soundwave. Got a big show today. Got my man King Khan, aka Confident, on the show. Going to talk about his new album, Khan Volume One. Play a couple tracks on him and everything else. But before we do that, let's get into some sponsor stuff. Since 1988, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer, where the you're in office sending invoices a side hustle etsy shop or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders stamps.com will make your life easier all you need is a computer and standard printer no special supplies or equipment within minutes you're up and running printing official postage for any letter any package anywhere you want to send and you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from usps and ups Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and with my promo code POD, P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in pod that stamps.com promo code pod stamps.com never to go to the post office again once again this is the infinite banter podcast what is going on i am mark Jolliffe thank you for checking out the show big shout out to my last two guests double feature evaze check out his new track dusty Rats" with dr bowser and their new album coming soon Destruction is a form of creation. Can't wait to hear that. Man, the straight banger that Dusty Raps joint. So Go back and listen to the interview with Evaze. Talk about that song and more. And also, big shout out to Lucky Tad, who is also on the last episode. Check out his album with Endemic Emerald. Provenance. a lot of fun talking to both of those dudes some real bangers coming up here to end the season on today's show we got my guy confident he's got a couple new tracks out there from his new album con volume one we're gonna play a couple in the episode here talk to him about his time in the game he's been doing this thing a long time and has moved around from new york to miami to la so a lot of stories in between and patsy's cross uh, especially with the alcoholics So definitely looking forward to bringing that to you guys and listening to him and, like I said, playing a couple of his tracks. Also want to talk about a a movie. I'm a big fan of the series of these movies, but there's one in particular that was always kind of uh, of hard not to make fun of, but I still liked it. Well, apparently it got a new re-edit, and I'll talk about it at the end of the podcast here. I, I can't wait to see this thing when I get a chance, so stay tuned for that. But as always, check out the Infinite Banter podcast on all digital platforms. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. There's clips from this show on YouTube. Just type in Infinite Banter. Go on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Follow the show at Infinite Banter Podcast. Without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk to Confident, play a couple tracks, and talk about his new album, Con Volume 1. Thing is a straight banger before we do anything, as always, we travel to Hollis, Queens, and the man who wears glasses so he can see kicks off the show like this.
1: Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history, and right now you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. IB Infinite Banter.
0: Alright, before we talk to Confident, let's play a track from his new album, Con Volume 1. This right here is Self Hate. And J Row from the Liquid, its crew, Alcoholics, part of the production on this one. So this is a real banger. There's a video for it and everything. Go on YouTube, check it out. Just type in Confident Self Hate, you will find it. But here we go Self Hate from Confident, production by J ro And on the other side of this song, we'll talk to the man himself, Confident, about his new album, Con Volume 1, and everything he's been doing in the hip hop game. Man, he's a lot of stories. So definitely kick back and relax. But here Here we go, self hate from confident on the infinite banter podcast of original
1: death is motivated by families in need of rest all illusions must be evaluated Greeks were salivated when all states went red, original folks were misled, nigga please Please. true indeed, my allies conversing Cantonese, opposed to sinners on 6th and seven, begging on their knees incarcerated effects made the unconscious mind sick the average black and latino can't picture it, it takes a strong mind to rid oneself of Christianity vanity can meet, being a Sex freak <laughs> Most original folks care less about their forms of speech. Of course this guy don't need to preach. My skin is fantastic, I age slowly. Women of all colors wanna hold me. Every morning my brown queen says walk boldly and never fold all in all The purity of life spoils me. My five senses collaborate with earth, wind, fire, water, and space. I synchronize with the algorithm. Never expire. Even if I can monetarily retire. This labyrinth we all travel is an exterior. Too much to be fed into minds that's inferior. So let's go. I speak tongues, open discussion, forcing the laws of nature to create paradise that manifests before being born of flesh. Light bury a bright star, way before Lucifer. Mary wasn't a virgin, constitute bringing my troops to her. Behold the strife of peril, clips come empty from smoking barrels. <laughs> Released from the tyrant grip of an ancient pharaoh You can't demon okay from a Christian view How dare you be sucker free when you supposed to be supposed to leave I spell words to cast spells so thoughts come to fruition and catch hell chosen for the right hook To make before I damage This serpent language got us all shook The crash course avoids the landing This is the last man standing. It's forecast, flat earthers miss the horizon Blood man, keep And Check my ducks, dude, don't eat Zion You just a know-nothing Negro, you not lethal White people trying to tell you they don't need you <laughs> Jigaboo, you only fooling you, dude Can't even get your mom from fiendin' off that fast food That's so rude, let's go Cause and effect come together like two tits Whatever the mind thinks and the mouth spits If it's negative, best believe your life will pay for it Simple fact kid, ask Jesus, he paid for it bit of- Whoever said it's not a race thing, they're full of shit Blacks are poor, whites are rich Enough said, now fuck with it White people killing us Pfft. Nigga capitalism's catching more bodies per capita Than big farm ain't like, bringing us closer to the rapture Life is full of legal death squads on the loose, steady choose, to stay exempt from the paper chase, even that is a material safety space, so let's go. Yeah, man, I'm right here rocking with my boy DJ Soundwave, man, Infinite Banter, you know, keep it tapped in.
0: You're tuned into the Infinite Banter podcast. I am DJ Soundwave, and right now I'm joined by a West Coast OG now doing his thing in florida he's got a new project out right now called con volume one man welcome to the show king con himself the one and only confident what's up man
2: hey dj Soundwave, man thanks and thanks for having me on and um everything is is peace right now you yeah know, in spite of what's going on in the world oh yeah. dude
0: <laughs> You're not even... That's like an <laughs> understatement, man. <laughs> no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Man. Before we get into oh, the album, you yeah, go ahead.
2: No, nah, I was going to say, that's just like a whole other topic,
0: right? Like, Dude. <laughs> I don't even know if this is the right yeah. podcast for it, but I'll I'll do it. If you want to talk about it, I'm not... You know, it's called Infinite Banter for a reason. There's no, uh, you know, parameters of this. It could be nonsense. It could be serious and everything in between. Hey,
2: you know? <laughs> hey man. I'm a political science professor, so, you know, <laughs> oh, let's do it. Oh, yeah, see, think, you know, we you, can you, go you, there.
0: I start, that was a setup. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna look bad if I try to say something that doesn't sound right. <laughs> but, nah, not at all, <laughs> man. But f- for heads listening who are not familiar with confidence, talk about you know how you got started in the game and how long you've been doing this. And you know, I know there's a long story behind that. You know, however deep you want to get into it, man.
2: Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, there's many points that I can actually go back to. Um, But some of the things that are like turning points and what I wanted to do to contribute to hip hop definitely started in Los Angeles. I mean, when I I'm originally from Ohio and then we stayed in Ohio. Then we went to New York for like two years. And then from there we went to um, California because my father is an electronics engineer. So he was doing engineering, getting his foot in the door with uh, TV industries. Right. So, you know, we had a. It was like three spots that we were picking to settling down as a family. It, um, it was New York, Miami, and Los Angeles. It just so happens that now I'm in Miami. I, I think I completed the triangle that my family didn't <laughs> do, you know. And um, but most of the time I was pretty much raised in L.A. But I would travel back and forth, like in the summertime to the East Coast. I would spend my whole entire East Coast uh, summers in the, in the East Coast with my grandmother and staying in Merlin. And then I would go back to LA. And then this happened, you know, the whole entire time. I was, you know, like I was a teenager until um, until like, well, actually the turning point was when I was 14 and I happened to meet another legend, but we had no ideas that neither one of us were actually gonna rap. And that was J-Ro from the Alcoholics. Alcoholics.
0: Yeah. So,
2: so how I met him, was in the bedroom of another famous person that's probably i don't know if you know him or not but his name is um, derek thornton and you call him uh, big tank big tank is the one that produced the song for uh missy elliot missy Elliott that one song let me work it let me work oh it for out. real okay yeah he produced that track uh-huh. and sold it to timberland and then that ended up opening up the doors for him, and now he did the the um, the soundtrack for the Boondocks, for all their series he did oh, the music man. behind that, and now he's working with Fifty Cent with like Power and like those uh kind of those um, HBO type series that he's doing uh, the uh, music behind that. So he's this is like a dude that I met. We met all each we met each other at the same time, and the story behind it is is that I really wanted to DJ. I never really wanted to be an MC. And so Tank, he had he never let me touch his
0: turntables. <laughs> <laughs> so so he, he make sure you he knew he, what you were doing before he, he were. <laughs> he,
2: Yeah, he's like, You ain't scratching my needles, man. There you You're go. not even family. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, I could dig it. I could dig it. So he had um me, J Rowe, which wasn't we alcoholics wasn't even a thought and um and a couple other dudes we were all in the circle and we were kind of rapping like we're the furious five so that was my when i saw how easy emceeing was at that time and it was just as fun as being a dj that's when i started right putting more emphasis on it and um and growing up in los angeles it was either you was a gangster like you was a gangbanger you was a blood or you was a crip or You know, you were part of this, you know, one of the Mexican gangs, you know, like a Suddeno. And where I lived in, I never lived in a good part of L.A. ever (laughs) um, until my father, you know, started realizing as he was banking money, his son is out on the streets, probably going to get killed. So he needed to take us out of their neighborhood and um he moved us to a you know a semi good neighborhood there was not really nothing good in right. the 80s and 90s in LA so gotcha. but long story short you know the I realized like being in the gra- running around with the graffiti crews and um and emceeing would keep me safer away from or give me chances not to get caught up in the gang life even though eventually I did. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but but no, uh, you know, and I don't think any you know 90% of the population that grew up in that time probably were all somehow affiliated. I mean, it's a known fact. So, um I just, you know, I I ran around with like different crews, like graffiti crews, and in the 80s what I noticed is that these graffiti crews had a little bit of everything that ran with it like they had some dudes that were rap, which ended up being one of my closest homies at the time. His name is Teaspoon Iodar, who basically started a freestyle fellowship with AC alone wow, nice. and Mike and I. And I remember the first time they hooked up, it was a battle. And like our high school traveled with Teaspoon to go, you know, to to be his like his you know cheerleaders, and you know, like we're gonna be his crew that's gonna back him up. And we were waiting at like Ta- I think it was Tav High School. You know that's where AC alone and, and um, Mike and I both went. That battle of all of us traveling from one high school to the next ended up connecting them three together. Who eventually, you know, with Peace and and um, and Joop and and a few others ended up starting up Heavyweights was the Freestyle Fellowship. So it's it's man, it's 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 interesting. If yeah, I, I can go write a book about this, but, dude, um, your origin
0: story there—that's like chapters among chapters there.
2: Yeah yeah thanks man and it is but there's a darker side to it all too but, sure you know like it, it um you know which you know i can get into later you know but um the 80s was probably the the rawest the raw like anything that was happening in new york was happening in los angeles in the 80s like literally i would go to new york and stay in brooklyn where i because i had family members there and uh um, we'll still do and 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 fort green and new york reminded me was like a, a, a oversaturated condensed los angeles without the jury curls you know, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know? yeah man but it, it was hood you know it was you know you had to you know maybe cats walked around with flat tops and stuff like that and, and gold chains and turtlenecks but the, the difference is it was it was still i mean there was the similarities were still street you know it was it was. Certain codes that you had to watch out, certain neighborhoods, certain ways you wear your hats, and all this stuff. So when I would go to New York and come back to L.A., you know, or go to Maryland and Baltimore, Maryland, it was just it, they remind me all of Los Angeles to a certain extent. But that hip hop feel like there was like this like this code if like you could MC or you could DJ. In the 80s, for some reason, you got to pass to all that. 99% of the time, you got to pass. No doubt. That's kind of where I come from. And the battling stuff is just, um, it started off fine. But then, you know, egos get into it. It, just, it was just different, man. Different, you know just different I can go on more about it but yeah it's just different and the 80s is what um that rawness of the 80s in Los Angeles it's writing lyrics kind of was a a gateway to escape a lot of the shit that was going on you know
0: yeah man i mean and that's that's really what comes out in the music and you talk about that era too i mean you can go on and on about the artists whether it's new york or la i'm here in chicago We had some spitters obviously coming up too and uh yeah yeah i yep. can't i can't even imagine you know what it's like seeing what you're seeing and then putting that to the pen and, and put in you know, verses down and i mean j Ro, i mean that's a that's a legend in the game and you're talking about you know when him at the beginning and uh Man, dude, (laughs) it just uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to visualize like the New York, L.A. combo and Baltimore, for that matter, like all that, how that shaped you as an artist, man. That's got to be a lot. You know, you're you're coming from like a New York state of mind and an L.A. state of mind at the same time in that that early, early essence, too. I mean, this is like back in the 80s you're talking about. You're not talking about like five minutes ago. You're talking about back when, you know, it was still going on.
2: Well, you you know, I've never been in Chicago. I drove through Chicago one time when I was... um, uh, I had to make a quick, you know, no detailed run <laughs> yeah, <I got> <laughs> from, from from New York all the way to um, <laughs> to Wisconsin, you know, to um, Milwaukee. So uh-huh. I actually was when I remember driving through the, you know, I don't know, it was a bridge or what you guys call it. But I remember looking at Chicago and I was like, wow, I'm this close. I can't even like go, Man, you know, probably the and, Skyway and or it, something.
0: I'm thinking you were on, but maybe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was it that would hurt me. But, um, you know, like in this. So 70s is really when I started listening to hip hop as a young kid in, um, in Ohio and that's the man like if I, I was planning on writing my wife keeps telling me she's like you need to write a book about your story and everything it's like kind of like my story is um since I grew up from the 70s all the way up to now like I can honestly see how hip hop has changed and then I've been on the other side of the oh, yeah, big time. of hip-hop. So it's like I see things from a from very impartial now and um, and from a bird's eye view. And I can see the ugly and I can see the good, like just jumping back. And, like it's been eight years since I put out a project. And um, my daughter was not I think my daughter was just being born around that time. And that was with Sean Price. And um, like I, I toured with Boot Camp Click. I tour with man. a couple of people from Wu Tang out on the West Coast. Wow, I've been around enough people like Sick Jack from psycho ram Him and I know each other real good.
0: Man, he um, is a yeah, he is a real man. <laughs> he is not playing on the mic. Big fan of yeah, him for sure.
2: In fact, in fact, him and I've been chopping it up for Volume Two. So, okay, I'm just gonna keep that. I'm there gonna keep go. that. You know, you know just that's a, that's a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> you guys gotta wait for it man like the old man with the fishing hook you just wait yes. for it but um and i talked to v- Don, and so v- v- Don, the producer him and i kind of been building too so it's like r- growing up from the from, and seeing the different trends and seeing the politics behind it and then stepping away for eight years made me kind of study as an adult you know um what really makes r- work stand out you know, from another person's project, and what did the greats do? So I'm listening, like, for the last eight years, I'm being honest with you, for the last eight years, I haven't really listened to any. I refuse to listen to any hip hop album. I think the the only two that's really caught me like had me were three. Now that my boy uh, Guilty just put out a project, you know yeah. that 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 project is ridiculous. Yeah. And um, I mean the production, I was like when I was listening to the production, man, I can't even think of the producer's name right off the off the cuff, but he's a dope producer. And I'm listening to the project, and I'm like, damn, this shit sounds like Guilty's first fucking project that he did with Peter Butterwolf, you know? Right, and, all uh, back then, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and I apologize, man, if I can't if I'm using vulgar language. I know. No, no,
0: you can so. swear if you want. Go ahead, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Go for it. you're all good.
2: So, so you know, I'm listening to that, and then the other two projects, to be honest with you, man, have to be Kendrick Lamar's, you know, How to Pimp a Butterfly album. Like that was ridiculous. I listened to that for like months back. I just couldn't. I just my ears could not get enough of it. Right. And rap, Rhapsody's
0: project you know oh, her she's, first yeah, one yeah she's a yeah man
2: ridiculous yeah. i mean and and i'm listening so as i'm listening to their projects i'm actually comparing it to what i'm listening to at the time which are like re- legendary stuff like muddy waters like miles davis bitches brew like um gil sky heron you know like i'm yeah. listening to like some some classics you know, yeah, even like Nirvana, you know. I'm like ah, listening to, you know, like mixing it this up. This dude, yeah. Kurt Cobain, like so many different uh, genres of music, even Indian sitar music, man. You know, I'm listening to this stuff, and I'm just like, you know, these guys really don't care what anybody else thinks. You know, these guys are gonna create music no matter how you dig it or not, and it just so happens to stand the time for years and like you look at Paul's Boutique's Beastie Boys album you know these that, that was the second Beastie Boys rec, um, album that they recorded and they literally didn't give a fuck what anybody thought no so doubt, it, it's, man. <laughs> it's you know these things started like kind of resonating in my head like okay if I ever do an album, a project again you know I'm really gonna do it exactly the way I envision it in my head and so with this latest project it's been like about two years in the making even though it's only seven songs and the two songs just came up in the last like two or three months they just have the i was in the studio for the last joint and it, put, it was like we basically finished the EP, and then he's like, "I want you to hear his joint." And I heard it, and I was like, "Oh fuck, you know, I'm gonna put this on a project right now. Right. Let's do it." So it just those those type of things just happen, you know. But the the majority of the songs, I think, like four songs or five songs, they were done years ago, two years ago, and I just every a couple cats in Los Angeles, like heavy promoters out there, they heard you know a few of them when they dropped because I let them hear it to get their feedback and my man uh, tony lopez who's like a tour manager for kinky red and like all these tricky trippy red you know i don't know these dudes but you know like (laughs) he 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 tours with them all the time like little baby and stuff even though he's a real hip-hop head but he's an industry cat so i let him hear my music just to get his feedback on how he would view it and when I get the thumbs up, then that's when I know I'm in the right direction. This project, it is—it's a good springboard to where I want to go next. And um, and uh, I think when I start pre- performing, I think that's when, cause I'm a monster when I perform. <laughs> and, there you and, go. And um, I'm not like a, I'm not an MC that tries to, that has an ego, you know. And I've heard like Styles Peace at one time, you know, like hip hop. MC and you need that ego. You need that that edge, right? Right. You know, like to keep that competitiveness against MC. I slightly disagree with that. Cause you don't really have to have too much ego or ego in your music. You just gotta come out with some dope ass shit. And when you come out right. with some dope ass shit, like I mean, every fucking track is just different, has a mood, has a vibe, it's just in another fucking planet. You know, oh it's like the it's like the uh the, the the astronauts or the scientists at NASA Oops, we just found another planet
0: <laughs> 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 There it is
2: You, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah That's that's how your project should be Like, oh, well, we found another one You don't have to be dissing other MCs. Like, I ain't, I'm not dissing no one particularly at all I'm giving everybody eight years Of what the shit that I've been Educating myself on And becoming a different person Than what they saw me in L.A. last I'm not the same dude from L.A. no more far from that guy in fact Miami gave me the freedom to grow up and discover who I really am and and I, I can say for once in my life you know I found myself and because I found who I really am that's I have nothing but the greatest appreciation for Miami you know it's it it, it turned out it uh, a kind of a rough thing turned out to be a great thing oh
0: so, man that's saying a lot right there and uh there's a lot to speak on from what you just said I mean I'll real quick I'll talk about like the confidence thing like you said like the ego I think you you're onto something there like it's one thing to come off cocky on a verse but you know mm-hmm. as long as you, as long as you you got to feel good about what you're saying of course if there's no confidence behind it then of course you no know one's going to believe you but you're right you don't want to come off as like some egotistical maniac in your verses and like you said you've grown since you know you're a younger cat maybe you might have had a little bit of a Different attitude, but now it's you know wiser. You're older. Things are different. The world is different. You're looking at things through a different point of view. All those artists you mentioned, man, you make me want to pull up my bitch's brew on Paul's boutique albums. because I haven't played those in a long time. <laughs> but you, you, when you name classics like that, Nirvana, you know the reason why those artists stand the test of time, and even oh. those albums you mentioned, is because, like you said, it wasn't about. You know following trends or trying to build off success of something you 've already done it 's like i 'm trying to do something that 's me, and you know somebody digs it cool, but we 're not here for that they, we're not trying to you know we're not trying to do this to to make millions so that's that's really when the best art comes out when you you're just like you said you just don 't give a fuck you just put out good music or good good artistry man
2: yeah, yeah man and you know um one of the okay so j ro co produced this track with um it's called uh, self hate. Yeah, That's it's a banger,
0: dude. I was gonna blogger. ask you about that one. Go for it. Yeah,
2: yeah. So video and
0: everything too. I gotta give you props oh, on that.
2: Thanks, man. Thanks, I appreciate it. I just found the right dudes that too saucy and iconic. These cats um they're young dudes and they're about, they're actually moving to New York. So now my videos are gonna I'm out to be in fly to New York to get most of my videos done now from this point on because I'm only gonna fuck with them um, because they they. Um, have the same vision that i have with my music they they kind of help me bring out another side that i'm thinking in my head um, to put it on um to put it on visual art you know because I, I, I definitely the reason why i brought out that paul's boutique beastie boys is because beastie boys are in my top top three of my favorite favorite hip-hop groups of all time
0: oh man you speak in my language my mind is run dmc beasties and Public Enemy, yeah, and Wu Tang yeah, and Try probably round out my five. If I had to like pick a five, that's probably where I would go with it. But yeah, there you, you go. Yeah,
2: yeah, and 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 I listen lately. You know, I've been listening to it. anyway. So <laughs> you know, get into you know my um that song. Yeah. So I, I I didn't really know what to do. Um, cause I was like, yo, I, I hit up some you know a few producers that I've been messing with in the past, and now it's just like, oh, I think I'm about to. Give it one more shot. You know, I'm about to get back in. And then I had doubts. My band 501 from my Chinky Eye Friday um, Productions out in Los Angeles, uh, Chinky Eyed L.A. uh, He's one one of the illest, um, non-outspoken person, very quiet behind the scenes, but very powerful with um, putting on hip-hop shows. So he was just like, just come out with shit. Don't worry about what other people think come out with shit don't worry about what other think. just do what you do do what you do don't worry about what other people think and i was like man 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 what the fuck you know that's what everybody says right. so finally i hit up a couple producers that i messed with and then um which ended up being the producers on this project and master ace he sends me um a bunch of tracks and he's like i want to give you some funky shit and some shit that you probably would never bust on, but I want. He's all, I can see you busting on all these tracks, and they were all dope. Nice. That one fucking track, that guitar, and the way it was just—it's
0: crazy. Wailing, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah,
2: I was hearing. You know, when I'm I, when I was listening to it, it reminded me. It gave me the same vibe as uh, the Jesus, um Liquids, not Liquid Swords, but uh, yeah, Liquid Swords. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gave me this, the same vibe because I remember, you know, when that joint came out, I was seeing Wu-Tang at a club called Unity and I was, you know, chiefing with some dudes and everything. And um and we was all in the cypher and that beat was just banging. And it, Unity was in like this underground restaurant spot, which you had like Red Man. You had like, I mean, anything that was from the golden era, we saw it at Unity. And you, you know, you oh, know, it was man. only like ten, ten bucks to go see like Wu Tang. I seen Wu Tang <laughs> perform at a at a at an empty bowling alley, and Red Alert was walking around. That's crazy. The sound system goes out, and old dirty bastard singing Brooklyn Zoo, and the crowd is helping them sing them the song because there's no electricity. You know, like that's <laughs> this is the type of shit that man. I, you know, I'm seeing right. And so when I heard that track, I was like this track makes no fucking sense, but it sounds so fucking dope. And I was like, I wonder if I can really fuck with this track. And I had it like for a few months to where Master H was getting, um, I mean, Master H, Master C was getting, DJ Master C was getting upset with me. He's like, man, are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So finally I was just in a good mood and I wrote the song in about 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> and, and so finally came to you. It <laughs> just, and then he knocked yeah. it out.
2: Yeah. And usually when I do a track like that, that's so legato, like so smooth and so natural, like I know it was it was meant to be. And so when I wrote the track, it was like I was having a conversation with someone. And the reason why it's called self-hate is because I'm trying to get people are not really if you listen to the words and um, listen to the questions that I'm bas- basically asking are the, the criticisms that I'm giving. It's like me having a conversation with an African-American person who's lost. That's, that's, what, right. that's what that song is about, you know, and having them challenge. their having us look at life in a different way and grab some accountability and then kind of question the things that we've been doing and see if it's really part of the reality or not. And and not and point without pointing the blame. And you know, cause and I'm, that's the whole point of that actual song that I wrote. And so I can tell when some people listen to it, their faces, I can see by their face expressions, they're like, oh shit, are we listening to the devil right now? <laughs> you know,
0: but it's- <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's
2: it, 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 sometimes it's hard, you know? Yeah, um, man. But, uh, but it's just wicked it's the way that that guitar was just welling so then when i fell in love with the track and the spitty, master c was like the track's not done i'm like yes it's fucking done he's like no i need to do this i'm like no you don't need to do anything just leave it alone he's like man he's all but it was half done and he goes you know who co-produced the track and i'm like who he's like j-ro co-produced the the track i'm like j-ro did that shit he's like, yeah, man, we were just in, and he found the sample and everything like that. And I know what the sample is, if uh-huh. you guys listen to it. It's No, I can't even no, say No, don't it, worry
0: man, about but... it. Let them Shazam it. They want to hear it.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it's, it's it, yeah. So anyway, he co-produced it, and I'm like, oh, shit. So that became a little bit more personal. So then when I get to the next track, which is um, uh, Shock Therapy, that track was, the guy who produced that track is Willie B from Top Dog Entertainment. So he heard uh, Self Hate through my man 501. And he was like, tell that dude I want to send him a beat. So I'm at work. I go have a little coffee break. I'm in this little deli, health food, vegan coffee shop right by my job. And um, I was expecting to take like a little break because I'm talking to Willie B on the phone and as he's talking to me, he's texting me the fucking beat, which is shock therapy. And he's like, take this beat, do your damn thing. And, um and I'm like, but yeah, you know, what about this, 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 and he's like, man, take this beat, do your damn thing. And it hit me. So I'm like, are you fucking serious, man? So he, <laughs> he goes, Listen to the beat, and then and then that I heard that, and I was like, I hope he likes the way I'm getting ready to kill, you know, bust because it's going to have a little bit more aggro. I was looking at, you know, it had that Beastie Boys vibe, you know, that boom, spook hats, and I was like, yeah, "I, I gotta do it, and I don't care if these cats that are listening to hip hop today, if they think this shit is a little too hype for them i don't care man a lot of music right now is a little sleepy puts me to sleep anyway you don't need that
0: man we don't need any uh (laughs) sleeping music man (laughs) yeah yeah so i got golf for that that i don't need that (laughs) (laughs) watch golf but yeah i got you exactly (laughs) <laughs> no so, offense um, people like golf by the way i just shit it on golf but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what it's cool though you said like willie b it's like he felt the vibe of that other joint and he kind of knew what you want to probably get going on the next song right I mean, that's kind of the, yeah. the story there right i mean he he felt it he's like i know what to work for this next one like it's almost like he he got what you're where you're going with this
2: right right he did man and it was it was so surreal because i'm talking to him you know and he was very he's very down to earth as well you know i guess the name fits right so so then um i got that track and then i knew i was kind of hitting somewhere but i i didn't know i still didn't know if i was going to finish so then i hit up my boy um duke westlake to help me out to finish you know the rest of the project and i still was not um it took me a while it took me a while and i don't know it just like hit me one day it was like just fucking do a project and finish this shit and you don't even have to do like a whole damn album just put out like five songs and that was originally the 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 whole concept was to put out fucking five songs that were very personal right and then the and then the other two came a little you know later as i mentioned before but um you know the reason why i was keeping it short and simple too because i realized a lot of people's attention attention span right now is they're not listening to albums or songs they're not listening they're definitely not listening to no 15 fucking song or 15 not like we used to no they ain't cutting it you know and um you know and your track has to be no more than like two and a half minutes tops you, know? you better have a five or, or six minute
0: song you better not <laughs>
2: right right right. right. extended so like, play
0: version nobody's going to hear that yeah you i, I know you. i will people my age i'm in my 40s i'll listen to it but you're right yeah a lot right. of other people yeah they're gonna complain
2: <laughs> yeah so so you know I, I was just like cool you know i'll go ahead and um this makes it easier for me too you know because you know i can test the waters with this you know and before i decide if i'm going to do something different and um then the artist the artwork is um was so unique to me too because that's one of my co former co-workers now she's like a her name is Nicole Cab- uh, Cabrera. She's the one, she's from Puerto Rico, and she did the um did the artwork for the cover, and she's a fabulous freaking artist, man. Um, so she she's on Instagram as well, and um she did that art, and when I, I let people see the art cover, people are like, you know, everybody was kind of floored on the art, artwork, and I was like, okay, shit, you know, I'm actually this is really getting ready to move, you know, move. You know, I'm gonna do something with this. So now that I have everything done, you know, it's about imaging too. you know, like I'm not trying to be I don't talk like that whole street shit, New York, you know, out the side of my face type stuff. And I'm not, you know, I'm too damn old to be fucking doing fake gun hand pistols and pictures and stuff like that. You know, but then again, you know, at the same time, too, it's like I'm not dissing, you know, spit, you know, cats that can go out there and spit, you know, and, uh, you know, brag, braggadocious type stuff. That's cool, too. I'm not that dude. You know, I, I got, I'm, I'm like that guy that's there. Okay, now you want to have a serious conversation. Now, now you want to, let's put all these jokes aside and let's get, I you know, you. now you're you stepping them to the wisdom side. Right. You know, of this rap game, you know, and it and it can be, it can have a, a ill-ass flow too, you know. You can you can you can spend nights on the mic, you know, and you could be saying something at the same time. You can have a message behind it, you know. So. I'm that dude that's in the audience that still might be wearing a kango hat, and some pair of gazelles. Yeah, you know, do that. Like,
0: Hell yeah. You know,
2: <laughs> I'm still that dude. You know, <laughs> you know. So that's what's up. That, that, yeah, the next road with my, I'm definitely springboarding off from what I started with this project, man, for sure. I'm already starting to write and record for Volume Two.
0: So. I was gonna say you called it Volume One. You got Volume Two, obviously on the way. Is there already a, a date when that's gonna be coming out? Or obviously next year, I'm assuming, right? Since this year's pretty it much should... over with, yeah. Yeah, it'll
2: probably be about this time next year because I'm not into this whole. I don't need the money. I'm not in for the money. To be honest with you, what I'm really love, what I'm, what I'm really trying to do with this music is just open up doors for me to perform because and that's another thing that i was getting at you know i have to reconnect with with the promoters the hip-hop promoters you know and um so i can get like i want to come out to chicago so you guys with chicago promoter ass, yeah let them know you know reach out to me and um and i guarantee you it's going to be a, a hell of a show when i perform you know and I, and that's and that's another thing if you talk to cats like Mike and I you talk to Buckshot you talk to um Cappadocia for Wu-Tang you know um these are guys that i opened up for pl- uh, plenty of times on the, on the west coast hieroglyphics you know and uh project Glow especially they know me damn good you know like it's it's if you talk to certain cats they'll tell you that my Whenever they see me perform and they're on the same bill, they know they got to step the shit up. Or they got to make sure that their shit is tight. You know, even KRS One even opened up for me at my album release party when what? I when, yeah when I did um, this. There was this club called they're actually they're still around. They're called Bridges out in Los Angeles. So my man Blue and um, and DJ First One who still have a handle on um, club Bridges in Los Angeles. Blue was my um, manager at that time, so he was, him and I were just like, right. <laughs> we were like Red Man and Eric Sermon, we were all, <laughs> all over California, you know? uh, and um, so he got this, he says, man, he goes, wow, well, he goes, car, why don't you let us do, uh, yeah, i a release party, and I'm like, what, for the uh, Unorthodox Project, and he goes, yeah. Let us do it. You go. Know, you don't have an album release party yet. You have an album date. You know release date, but what's up with the party? Let us do it. And I'm like, look at first one. And first one, it was like, yeah, we serious. Let's do it. And I'm like, go for it, man. Do it.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, sure so,
2: then it he was. Like, next thing you know, he has. He says, look, do you mind if we call up Buckshot and have Buckshot um, come out when you do that song together? Yeah, and grown like, man
0: business. That's a banger, by the way, for everybody listening. Go check that out. Yeah,
2: thanks, man. Thanks. And, and so I was like, I don't care, man. If you guys are gonna bring out Buck, do it. And so Buck agreed to come out. And then Buck was like, How you know? Tell we we chopping it up on the phone about how we gonna like how it's gonna play it out, right? And then the two nights before that Saturday when the album release party was gonna come, it hit hit. Blue calls me up and he goes, man. He goes, I gotta ask you because he wanted me to ask. And I'm like, what? He's all, Karis One wants to know if he can come in as a surprise guest Jeez. and he'll and he'll open up. And I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and no. And he, this is how it happened. I told him, I said, I don't care, but you got to tell Karis One that his name is not gonna be on the flyer and that he has to go before me because Buckshot's coming on with me. And he calls back Karis One. Karis One agrees. So you just that's let crazy. that
0: sink in. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Carrizo is like not even like, he's humble, like he doesn't even have to be like the headline or anything. Like that. he's not trying to bum rush your show and, you know, get top yeah. billing or anything like that. He's just trying to, you know, perform to do his thing and, you know, yeah. support what you're doing. That's 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 awesome, man.
2: Yeah, so trip out on this. So before I come, so I'm I'm going to the album release party. And here's, a, here's another funny thing, man, is that, the album never even came out in the States. It came out in Japan. That's what's crazy. So, I was going to ask
0: you about this album, but go ahead, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, so um, so it came out in Japan. And let me get to this other part first. So I'm backstage, right? And um, KRS-One is in there. And Buckshot shows up, and Buckshot's in there. So the next thing you know, we all talking how we you know how everything is going to go down. And Buckshot and KRS-One switch numbers. And then that, it was at my album release party where Buckshot and Keras One decided to do a fucking project together with
0: Nike I was Wonder. just, as you're talking, I was thinking like, was that around 2006 when they put out that album yeah, together?
2: Yeah, wow. man. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that, that happened, at, that, that, that whole meeting to make the, the, that mastermind, that shit, that was shit it was right at my album release party at Club Bridges at Zen Sushi Bar in Los Angeles on Hyperion.
0: Man, there's yes, a, that's a chapter was, in the book man. right there, dude. <laughs> as, 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 you, yeah. as your wife was telling you, there's a book to be made. Uh, that's 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 history. I mean, because I remember when that album came out, it's like these two dudes on an album together, this is crazy. And the fact yeah. that now you just gave me some backstories of how that even came about, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. It is, and, I, and Buckshot is such a cool dude. You know, like he he took me, him in general, was Steel. Still was... So I did a, he took me up, well, man, how we hooked up was even crazier because um, my boy 501, he knew how stoked I was, like, you know, about Buckshot, man. I was like, man, you know, Black Moon, I was like the biggest fucking fan, you know, of, of, of them, right? And so he was like, Buckshot's gonna, he like, I got Buckshot booked for um for a Chinky Eyes show in Los Angeles. And I'm like, really? And I wasn't even ready to to come out with my new shit at that time the un- unorthodox i was just working on it. i had like three or four songs done and i was going through a little point where i was kind of like angry at the rap game because i did an album before that where like two mechs from visionaries was on that and um some and some living legends cats were on that album called craftwork so i was a little disgruntled about how things fell apart and I couldn't push forward with the music and I was kind of left out in the wind. So right, I was working on this new project and 501 tells me about the Buckshot show and I was like, cool, I'm gonna do it. But I, but this is gonna be my first show I haven't done in a, in a couple years. He's like, man, just go do your new shit. So I go out there, man, and I'm starting to kill it, right? And then um, I'm feeling it. I'm on stage and I'm getting that that stage dust off and everything. I'm brushing my shoulders and I'm like, Oh, I got the crowd again. You know, like it's I'm, I'm, and I didn't realize that shot was in the fucking crowd watching the whole damn show. So Buckshot goes up. I'm watching him perform. I'm walking out. This out, out, walking out after the show was over. Five and One calls me, introduces me to Buck, <laughs> and then he goes. Hey, you guys want to record together and do a song? And I'm Uh, like, uh, uh, uh. "Well, I'm with it if he's with it." And Buck was like, "Let's do it tomorrow, eight o'clock." So picked him up, went to the studio, and it was history.
0: And what's the story with that that album? It's I know you could find it, but it it, did it ever get an official release here in a in the states, or is it like you said? Okay.
2: No, what happened is is that I got signed by a distribution company from Japan. That company did me fucking good they did me solid actually they released it in a lot of Tao records in um in asia They japan hong kong and I want to say um, South Korea, but I'm not too sure. And um, so if you buy the album, if you find it like a hard copy, like a CD, you would see it's all in Japanese with English characters, oh, with English translation. So Tower Records in Los Angeles eventually were able to ship in some because I knew the distributor, the buyer at um, at a place called at Tower Records and in Amoeba. So I got them to ship those over to both of those record stores. There was Tower Records on Sunset Boulevard by by uh, the Whiskey and all those, those famous clubs, like the House of Blues. And then Amoeba came down, and when Amoeba came down, eventually shut down all the CD spots because that was the only place that you could buy records, buy vinyl at, right. and it was like a big warehouse. So long story short, I got them both in there, so anybody who got a copy of that CD they got a Japanese version of it. That was the only way. But so it never got a real release in the States until I decided to release it just recently. So
0: Right. And I saw it on Bandcamp and uh, that's how mm-hmm. I heard the, the, the Buckshot song. But uh, yeah, man, that's crazy. Amoeba, when I went to San Francisco, I, I wanted to go out there and I didn't get a chance to go to Amoeba Music. Uh, that's that's like one of the meccas, you know, for vinyl. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one is. That's, that actually is the original... Um, it's either the Frisco one or the Oakland one I can't remember one of the two I think the Frisco one is the original one Uh,
0: yeah Yeah, gotta um, gotta get back out there and go to that place that's that's an amazing story man how you know in Asia it's like (laughs) there's people right now playing the hell out of that CD (laughs) and people here don't even know about it
2: (laughs) yeah it it got a stand and everything and then it also um, it all started the connection happened on MySpace so go (laughs) (laughs) so go figure man shout out to Tom <laughs> yeah, Tom brought. Hey, Tom brought some good stuff together, man. Man,
0: I used to be on MySpace. Like, like look, I, I like Instagram, and there was a time when I was big on Facebook. But MySpace was like that obsession because it was the first of its kind and I definitely was into MySpace. Uh, I think I still have an account there. I got to go look, but <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been on uh MySpace. Your still might be there too. B. Dude, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> with with the nine people or whatever it is that the top 9 or top 6, I can't remember what the number was, but Man, I gotta. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. I gotta bring He's up your <laughs> Whatever it is, right? I forgot how many it was. Oh, shit. You always, right. you always put the, the hot chicks that, higher up to hope that they notice that you put them up there. And then you get disappointed when they didn't put you in their top. Like, ah, oh, damn. I guess you don't really yeah. feel me like that. Yeah. Um, Still <laughs> too personal. No, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you were talking oh, about man. concerts, man. i The last concert I've been to, this is gonna this is gonna blow your mind. Was the Alcoholics in 2019? They came to Chicago, Damn. did a show at Subterranean. So I had a baby since then and COVID. So I haven't been to a concert since. But uh <laughs> <laughs> but it was like early 2019. I want to say like March or April, and they just wrecked it. Uh shout out to all of them. They signed my record and uh it was just a hell of a show. And it's one of those like shows where only like maybe two hundred and fifty people are in there. <laughs> it's like the best kind, man yeah and, yeah uh, i can't say enough good things about those dudes so salute to liquid and all of them guys
1: yeah
2: yeah man yeah I, I i know i know all all of them really good i met and in fact i met e swift after i met j Rowe before they met each other so and that was like 86 87 i met him through a guy named chris that was going at, at my high school he picked me up i don't know how this dude was driving a bm bmw a 320 BMW uh, 320i BMW in high school wow. especially in our neighborhood but this dude picked me up he's like I want you to meet this cat named E Swift he makes beats so we go over to his pad and E. Swift is uh, playing beats, and he had like other dudes that were walking inside of his living room at his pops pad to, with a mic. And then he had his beat machine, and he was playing beats, and he was like auditioning people to see how who sounded dope on his beat. Wow. That's how I met E. Swift. That's and then awesome. the next thing, yeah, I never saw him again until the next time I saw him it was when he was fucking with the alcoholics. So. The, this yeah there's a lot of a lot of history that I have to write down that, that I, could, if I wrote, wrote it down it'd be amazing to look at Los Angeles the legendary Los Angeles hip hop scene from a different perspective than hearing it from the, like the, the known well known artist right. but hearing it from like someone who was like right there doing the same thing that they was doing but there's another side of that shit too you know so well, <laughs> that they don't that, that they don't tell
0: you, know? Man, you gotta uh, let me know when this book comes out because I mean, you're telling me a lot here, but I feel like this is like not even like the tip of the iceberg, you know, uh, uh, of what uh, you could be writing about. I mean, the stories. Yeah, man. You ever do that book, man? Let me know. <laughs> I definitely want to yeah. get in line, man, and, and cop a cop a copy from you for sure, man.
2: It's it's, it's definitely a project that I want that I that I do see in the future, but I got to get this next volume down. Oh this yeah, next volume down is gonna be uh, a loop It's just. I just don't think anybody right now is saying the things that I'm saying, in the way out, and the way out, and, the and they don't have the delivery that I have. No. Because everybody has a, I hate to say it, man, but everybody's playing it safe. Everybody's doing something safe. Like you got battle MCs that want to be battle safe. You got cats that are not battle MCs but making hip hop albums, but they're they're too safe. They're not edgy. They're not doing nothing different. And That's why it all sounds the same. And the promoters don't care because they know it's a it's a it's an era. And if they get like a whole vibe of what's hot right now, you know they win. You know they have the right to do that. They're looking at it from uh, a money making perspective. While you don't promote not to make money, you don't promote to lose. You know you promote to to maximize your capital. And so when these these artists, they're not. They're not edgy enough for me right now. I, that's why. I mean, you can't. I mean, if you if you want to educate me, Soundwave, go go ahead and tell me something maybe that I might <laughs> I might be missing no, out on. Man. You know. <laughs> but um.
0: No, I mean I, the cats I've had on here. I mean, of course, you know, salutes to all of them, and they've all doing their thing on the underground scene. But as far as like, I don't even know if mainstream is the right word, but anything that people are up on that don't have you know their ear to the streets yeah none Mm -hmm. of it's really it doesn't really it doesn't really catch me it's not really it's not really get rabbing me whatsoever but you're right Right. it's a very safe and there's you know we're in an era right now where there's a lot of unsafe topics you could be talking about so it's not really a safe time to be doing safe lyrics so that's a little strange but speaking on that i got to bring up the jab with guilty simpson i mean you talk about a dude who's just a beast bringing it that track man you just jab is correct because it hits you right in the face as soon as you hear it i mean you guys brought it on that one and guilty is just a just a monster
2: yeah yeah and and he's a really cool brother it it, is he's um i was i was introduced to him and uh, a few years back and so right after i had my daughter him and i were already we were talking about doing this project so this shit i would say goes back to about six or seven years ago we were talking about doing a project together and um and then when we were getting ready to lay the foundation to do it i backed out because uh i wasn't feeling hip-hop at that time And I just like, I just needed a break. I needed. I was actually in a dark moment at that time, to be honest with you, you know, trying to fight depression and everything. And then um, that's kind of where I got into practicing Buddhism and um, which I still practice till this day. And um, so I had to get my mind right, you know, because there's a lot of things that affected me behind the scenes from Los Angeles with the Los Angeles hip hop scene. Like it didn't start resonating, to my um awareness like how things played out and until around that time when i me and guilty were talking about doing a project and so um i just i was like yo you know I, i'm, I'm kind of cool on this right now i said i actually want to um see if i can start getting into punk rock you know like make it a punk rock album because <laughs> you know i'm into punk too so um And then he was like, his response to me was just like, was really cool because he was response was like, yo, man, I'm in a punk rock too. He's also, when you make that project, he's all, let me listen to it. He's all, I'll I'll air it out. And I'm like, damn. He's all, man, whenever you feel like you want to do this, he's all, let me know. And it wasn't until years later. So <laughs> when I hit him up again, I said, "Hey, man, I'm ready." He said, "Let us do it." <laughs> and, <I> said, <laughs> and
0: you remembered it everything, right? It wasn't like you caught him off guard or Nuh, anything like that, yeah. Uh
2: uh-uh. uh Uh And and I and I had I had a couple other artists that I could have done tracks with to be on this project, but um, my one of my boys, Five Hundred One, he said he's uh, he's tired, and which is true too, because so am I. He was like, "Don't make a project with a bunch of features." So let people hear what you have to say. And if you want to do song one song with somebody, that's cool. He's like, but try to make the most of your project or it's just you. And I'm like, Okay, Roger that, you know? And so when when I picked Guilty, I was like, No, Guilty, this is there ain't gonna be nobody else on this project. So let's uh let's do it. And he agreed and it man, when that track was done and I heard his verse on it, I was like, Man, whoever sleeps on this project is is just just pretty much not really fucking, you, dude you, you're hating
0: <laughs> overdosed on nyquil if that's the case big time sleeping
2: <laughs> thanks man Yeah,
0: man where can people find the album i mean all the digital platforms and places like that
2: yeah yeah it's on it's on everything it's on spotify it's on apple music itunes youtube it's con Um, KON volume one, you know, but you can search confident and then it'll, it should come up as my latest project. And you know, you can get, you listen to all seven songs and uh, download. And by the way, if anybody purchased the project, then the proceeds, every, every red cent goes to a prostate cancer organization, nonprofit organization, PNR, dot com I believe that's the website and um i agreed to give everything because my uncle just passed away oh, wow. um just this week from prostate cancer so man,
0: condolences um, man
2: yeah thanks and, and you know some uh, it's not just for him too it's for so many other men you know you know we gotta we gotta uh, start we, that's another we hate thing. going
0: to the doctor you already know man so right
2: yeah we we gotta start taking care of ourselves man we got people that love us want us around for a long time so um you know i think those are the issues that as MCs, that have a strong platform to go out there and speak these are the things that we need to start educating the listeners with you know we gotta start man we're too damn smart to be kicking stupid shit
0: yeah true indeed (laughs) man true indeed i gotta ask you one more thing about uh that mixtape ape shit with uh sean price and oh no oh no was like man Man, he's another west coast uh favorite of mine and you know of course sean p rest in peace one of the all-time greats uh that track you did with him the bogarts <laughs> that's a banger dude
2: man um uh, thanks yeah with um so ono and i we always have been cool because we performed a lot together in los in los angeles and um so when i moved he was at my album and it's funny man because not my album release party but my going away party KRS-One i ended up opening up for KRS-One at my going away party
0: it like it.
2: <laughs> yeah so yeah now that i think about it that yeah, it was a reverse uh you know cause and effect little s- situation going there but um Ono was there and you know and Ono and i were talking you know about um at that party and Chino XL too all three of us were talking about doing the project. And, oh, wow. um, and you know, so when um, I moved to Miami, I was still, I didn't have that hate yet for the music. So when I moved here, immediately I started working on my next, on Ape Shit. And um, so then I called up, no, yeah, 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 yeah. that's how I, So I called up Buck and I was like, Buck, tell Sean what's up, man. Let's, let's tell Sean I, I, we got to do something. And he goes, man, here's his number. You call him up. <laughs> so I ended up calling up Sean and um which is it it sucks because I ended up having a cool relationship with Sean Price, man. Cause like when I was in Los Angeles and, and I toured and I met Buckshot and when I went on um that little West Coast um sprint from San Francisco all the way down to San Diego with with the boot camp click, um Sean Price was always distant. He, he was unapproachable <laughs> on that whole entire tour. I see. Man. And so I didn't really get a chance to really groove with that dude too much, man. In fact, not at all. And so when I was kind of hesitant, you know, to even call this dude up. But when I called him up and we talking on the phone, man, the dude was cool as hell, man. And, and the, when when he was like, yeah, he was going to do the track, he listened. He... Ono hit me with a couple tracks and there was another track that I wanted to use and Sean Price wasn't feeling it. So he was the first dude that I ever worked with that said, I don't feel that track. Let me hear something else. And I was like, I'm glad you said that, man. Whatever you want, you're going to get. So Ono slid. Ono's like, man, I got this other beat. I know Sean's going to like it. He's like, but tell Sean, I'm going to bust on the track too. I'm like, that sounds dope to me so there it is sean was like yeah you know let's do it and then the first um once we recorded the track one of my boys slid it to a couple of these um bloggers and it was crazy from that point on
0: man that's that's a banger Everybody out there listening check out the ape shit mixtape check out unorthodox check out con volume one and coming up, Con Volume Two. What other future projects we be looking out for? Is it gonna be in visuals coming up from Volume One as well? I mean, we already got a video yeah. for Shock Therapy and uh, Self Hate, right?
1: Yeah, I got.
2: I have those two videos. I'm working on my third video for a track that's on there, produced by Saipuda, who is a. You guys need to find this dude. S Y P search this dude up on Instagram on YouTube. He's working now. He's starting to work with some heavy hitters like uh, Crime Apples. They, they did he did a project with them. This dude produced a track called Designated Driver on my project. And I'm doing a crazy video um this week on the 20. I mean on the 28th of this month. I'm doing a crazy video for that. And then in December, Guilty Simpsons is gonna be flying out to New York and we're gonna film a video in New York for um the jab so, get out
0: of here that's that's man that's what i was excited to hear there we go yeah oh, yeah man. <laughs> so,
2: and now it's about hopefully you know these uh enough people who are promoters will listen to the project and then you know hit the dude up so i can start performing because um honestly that's where people start to really understand who i am because my stage show is just it's, it's, Not just going out there just spitting, man. You got to put on a performance. It's one thing to listen to a cat's project on your iPhone or something like that, but there's another thing to see a dude live. You know, some dudes can make great albums but can't can't perform live. That's true. Yeah. You know,
0: and you're from that era where that was essential. I mean, you had to perform to even sell records. It was the other way around. So that's right. Yeah.
2: Like I just saw Wu Tang on Friday, man, and um, I was. I was I was amazed, man, at how these dudes they still they're like really like legends in this hip hop. Like when you see them after so many years of not seeing them, and then seeing how, and the the sound shift the sound system was was shitty. It was a shitty night for 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 people to actually hear what people were saying that were performance but i've seen wu-tang in that situation so many times where the mics are not good or the sound system's not good and they still find a way to persevere through all that and they use they'll take that and use that to uh, as a as a strength right they, they, it's like they turn that part into a show and make the show even better they know they know how to improvise really good so to see that, and then seeing the visuals and everything that they now have on their Wu Tang, you know, it was it was dope, man. It was it was it was encouraging that that's how you do it right. You know, you can just it's not just about grabbing a mic and just spitting all damn night. It's about performing.
0: Yeah, man. And it's with all the you know the COVID stuff going on, it's making me uh, appreciate the shows I have seen and versus It's mm-hmm. cool and everything, but yeah, I can't wait till the day where I could actually go Out to a show again and uh appreciate in a different on a different level because we just haven't done this. This is just not something that's part of our life these days. It's, it's coming back, like you said, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, we get some shows here. And you come out to Chicago, man, you know, let me know, I'll be there. I <laughs> definitely check yeah, you out. Man. Yeah, yeah. How depth. is
2: it in Chicago, by the way, that scene like the hip hop scene? Oh, out
0: oh, there. It's, it's it's oh, it's, of course, it's really big here. You know, we're definitely doing our thing, we've got a lot of artists and lots. Of, the only thing that that's um, disheartening is that a lot of clubs have closed down or have been slow to come back. So I don't even because know the where the COVID so. That and even before that there was a couple spots, you know, Abbey Pub got burned down and the Shrine shut down. These are before COVID. But yeah, there's been a few since then that haven't been back and I don't know... Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be honest, I know some terrain where I saw alcoholics, I'm sure they're still doing their thing, but there's not as many hip hop spots as there used to be. But I hope that as you're starting to maybe sort of get back to somewhat of normalcy here, uh, right. there might be some of these places might decide to come back to a degree. And uh, yeah, I don't know where the hip hop spots are like they used to be, but maybe that's because I'm old now. <laughs> like I'm just different, <laughs> different dude with a kid, and it's just, it's not the same. But it just seems like it's, yeah, there's just not that many places to go to. But I'm sure there are some that I'm just not aware of. I've been out of the sea for a couple years now, but definitely uh... –
2: it's still there, my man. I know Chicago got something, so oh, of course, uh, yeah. I, I definitely gonna be putting Chicago on my radar. You know, I'm trying to. So yeah, so I, I think things are gonna. Everything happens for a reason. You know, when um, somebody's gonna hear this interview and somebody's gonna there you go. hear the music, and it's it's just gonna it's gonna take off from there. So and I and I guarantee anybody that that puts me on the bill is you get more than what you ask
0: for there it is so. man that's what's up man looking forward to that one of these days get me out of the house con come on dude
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey i might have you dj man man. and now we're
0: talking now we're talking (laughs) that's what's up man (laughs) hey let heads know where they could follow you as well and uh, find you on instagram and all the social media
2: yeah the best place to um, it seems like uh the wave is catching on so underscore confident underscore k-o-n-f-i-d-e-n-t underscore um, that's for Instagram and both Instagram and Twitter. So, if um, that's probably the two best ways to find me. Um, and until then, please check out the tracks, all the albums. I got a whole catalog going from at least about three or four albums that I have posted that are doing. It's like weird because that unorthodox album with Bugshot seems to be going in heavy rotation lately as I check you know, my, my stats. So, you know, when you make good music, it doesn't matter when it's dropped. people are gonna appreciate
0: it. Dude, when oh. I saw it on Bandcamp. Like I just I just hit a couple tracks in there. I didn't even realize that it was like over 15 years ago or whatever it is. I'm like, "Whoa. Yeah. This is from what year is this?" Like I, I I couldn't could not tell by listening to it. So that's uh that's an indication how good the music is. It's timeless. You know, good music is good music and you know, it doesn't have a time stamp on it. So Salute for everybody listening. Check out unorthodox and that, that track with Buckshot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a that's Thank a banger, you. no doubt.
2: Hey, I appreciate it, my man. Soundwave, I, I really appreciate you having me on your on your podcast.
0: Appreciate and, it, man.
2: Uh, I'm gonna give you whatever you need as far as you know, you know, music wise and everything, man. Just let me know, and I got you. And um, no doubt. when the new stuff comes up, um, I'll make sure that. Uh, i'll get you the, the releases before they drop so man. i'm gonna keep you in a plug
0: man i can't even thank you enough for that salute con i appreciate that so much dude big ups to yeah, confident man. for coming on the infinite banter podcast man i, I can't thank you enough there's an honor kicking back to listen to you talk about the stories man that's <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a good time dude
2: Thank you, sir. All right, DJ Soundwave, Infinite Banter. Thank you for having me on. Peace and bless.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, Confident, man. Easy. Big up to Confident. Really cool talking to him. Lots of stories in there. Man, I mean, just the idea that he was there when the inception for K-R-S-1 and Buckshot were going to make that album. They they decided to put an album together, do something. It's just crazy to me because I remember buying that CD, being all hyped that I was going to hear them on an album together, 10, 15 tracks. I'm I got to go dig up the CD. It's been a while since I played it. We're talking like 2007 or something. But that's crazy that he was there at the inception of that. I just you know it's just blowing my mind right now, man. (laughs) So I'm trying to think, you know, what it's like to be in that position to see them talking and have that album come out. I mean, there was a time where there was a that was a big thing, getting a lot of artists to work together. You know, like Edo G and Master Ace, you know, guys like that. You just start putting records together. I know the big one is Jay Z and Kanye West, but you know when he started doing that, those collabs, and it worked out. You know, in the Karis One Buckshot one, that was kind of a weird combo at first. Like at first, like really, that doesn't. How's that going to work? And it it, yeah, of course they killed it. But speaking of killing it, here's a combo you need to know about confident and guilty simpson this is called the jab you heard self-hate earlier probably my favorite song on con volume one this is the jab featuring guilty simpson and both of these guys is hitting you with left and rights counter punches jabs all day here on the infinite banter podcast confident featuring guilty simpson the jab from his new album con volume one let's go This persona's vexed
1: Post-traumatic stress The notion that we need another copy As an option wouldn't stop me Probably harbor traumatic negroes as a hobby Vigabi, psych Nevertheless felt the progress Stabilized the fornicated mindset Before the dime To expose holes Every anal capture shares for likes In spite of morality We still want to tap it twice I spit at it nice It's not my only vice I'm a fuck with your ego Dismantle your Christ If we fight my nigga i read you loud and clear Planet speech to and greet you but what do you do trap like niggas who used to shine shoes look a year sanctify goddess most attractive flawless perpetrate someone modest stay strong these devils want your tolerance
0: when you drop and seen it coming since cops and robbers truly god is yo
1: i embody profession morphed out of a hobby you my Formula One's like Abu Dhabi, I don't copy, I leave shit for them pigs to I eat. no matter the task, got me, I blew a blunt backstage and signed a wall, came back and they remember that time at all, in the club overseas, it's still the same, when the scene gets wild, go find your dogs, my etiquette is far from delicate, fuck a confederate, flag a devil lift, I'm in it still, I spin your fucking grill for Emmett Till Going in for the kill and send his mama the bill I came from the diamond and feel Real spill without a chill My way's so serious I got a will And my enemies need a body My proceeds to beat the context Insinuating the blocks we in the projects Flat ceiling wheeling bars Breeds convex Inside of black hearts be soldiers as complex The art form designed to be somebody's subject Vaccines got cream at these fucking puppets Masters got a black book With Luciferian verses keeping your ass shook Euro-ideology, the vocal point increases misogyny no matter how you slice it. My wrath without the ego, plan is simple. In fact, I'm a buck with black people. My six figure nine to five shows you I don't need you. The universe supports the manifest, so I spit at your biblical text. That's a fact check. Hey, what up? It's Dio's Negasi. Reagan never Shout out to Infinite Banter Podcast. DJ Soundwave. You already know West Coast in this...
0: After you listen to the Infinite Banter Podcast, do not forget to go listen to the Nameless and Unfamous Podcast.
2: I'd like to introduce you to the guys. Meet Russ. Yo, real quick, guys. Follow us on Twitter at NAU and on ID at name Famous. Use the hashtag Nameless Enough Famous. Email the show. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll send you a sheet of our new POG giveaway. This is Clark. We may or may not have shot off illegal fireworks. We may or may <laughs> not. Just, just how about this? Everything I say, there's a may or may not in front of.
2: Ah, of course. Rojo.
1: That's right. It's random ass news as we always love to bring you the most random, random crazy stories. Florida sort of, man. Angry over gift shops, rule exposes himself in front of children.
2: And well, you have to watch out what you say around
0: ABM. Okay, I just have you guys know this has five percent alcohol in it.
1: Okay, Russell, it might have five percent alcohol, but you are one hundred percent bitch. What's your name? <laughs> it's you. What's my
0: name? I didn't know
1: what? My name. What's the name of our podcast? Of podcast? Wait, wait, <laughs> Nameless and unfamous yo what's up this is dj Chillwell, and you're listening to infinite banter with my man dj Soundwave. that's what's up let's go
0: <laughs> time for you to leave assholes all right that is kirk Azevedo telling me it's time to go and that is exactly what i'm going to do but real quick before i get out of here i want to mention two things i am a huge rocky fan hell you know rocky four i to go re-edit it you know I was sitting in the house doing the quarantine you know? i was thinking maybe uh you know, maybe I'll do redo Rocky IV, you know. Uh, maybe I won't kill Apollo you I'll throw the towel. In, uh, in Rocky IV, it's full of, like, montages, and it's been kind of like a, a thing that people make fun of a little bit because it's, it's kind of cartoonish. You know, when, when Rocky was being made, it went from being more street and more of a gritty drama and started to get more glitzy. And, you know, the 80s, it's just a product of the 80s. So he went and re edited it. And uh, there's a director's cut, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I did watch the documentary where you get to watch. Sylvester Stallone actually talk about and and actually in real time edit the movie and take things out (laughs) the main thing I saw they took out was uh birthday robot so that's gone I I guess it was his girlfriend I'm trying to remember if he was uh you know how much he liked the robots It (laughs) it seemed like they were a couple kind of weird but anyway looking forward to watching it from what I understand by the documentary that Stallone's trying to make it more of a drama and less of a glitzy montage you know film so there's a lot of changes, a lot of stuff with Adrian and things like that. But uh, spoiler, I think Apollo still dies in it. So I'm <laughs> looking forward to seeing it. I saw it came out in theaters a few days ago, and it's now going to be a director's cut. So I'm looking forward to watching it. And anybody out there that's a Rocky fan, definitely want to check it out. Rocky 4, Stallone doing his thing. Hey, yo, gotta take care of Drago, you know. And uh, really excited I saw Dexter came back. So I got to find a way. Anybody got a Showtime password, hit me up so I can watch Dexter. I... <laughs> they're gonna take him out of the lumberjack theme or maybe he's still a lumberjack i'm not really sure that's how the last episode ended six seven years ago when they finally ended dexter and now he's back chopping trees and chopping up people i'm I'm sure i'm sure he's back to his old ways so that is it for the infinite banter podcast big shout out to confident check out his album con volume one we're gonna play one more track before we get out of here this is going back a bit this is from his ape shit mixtape featuring oh no and sean price this is bogarts and uh big fan of both of those dudes, Sean Price, of course, legendary and oh no, a West Coast icon as well. But as always, check out the Infinite Banter podcast on all digital platforms: Spreaker, Castbox, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. Go on YouTube, type in Infinite Banter, find clips from past guests, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and PodChaser, and follow the show on all your social media places at infinite banter podcast all right that's it for the show thanks for checking it out getting close to 100 it's coming trying to do something special for that episode so stay tuned but in the meantime this is confident from his ape shit mixtape with sean price and oh no this is called bogarts and definitely check out his new album con volume one all right until i do another one of these things i'm out
1: hey asshole get off the road I gotta get more cringe, so being around bums is emphatically 14. Uh-huh. 15 big gun with the f beam. Face fucked up Mike Tyson vs. Bitch Green You chicka bum bitch Got big dreams Still suck dick cherry on top whipped cream Bang, 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 bang nigga bang. non-pop rookies Never blocked up strictly tang Hydro drop cookies I don't smoke weed but I do the handy still Old nigga freaking the flow I'm Benny Hill Listen how many pills it takes to get rich I'm in the ville with krills not take six You're dealing with a dude who don't give a fuck about nothing Quick with the shoot in the magnum, cut him a snuffle. you That nigga's bluffing, Ruck is the truth, dawg. Oh. i 187, the nigga, I'm shit, dawg. Hmm. Don't let me catch you sleeping. Cold-blooded ice in my veins. Falling off a strong, strong robbery rap. <laughs> Raps be fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me back yo, up. Yo, yo. I thought you knew. <laughs> don't let me catch you sleeping. Cold-blooded ice in my veins. This ain't no commercial gimmick. <laughs> I thought you knew. What, what, what?
0: Never fuck with us again.
1: Nigga, I'm trying to get more weed, cause right now I feel like a smoke down a palm tree, raw speed with the techniques of an army, roll through your squadron, drink and none of them harm me, part of me, part of me is alarming, I wake up and put them back to sleep from starving, the starvation, I starve the impatient, who's waiting shall remain in favor with hell, Satan, flavoring. The foul mouth, I can stamp Nine through your 33rd, Cali, wow, Chad, ride around like a hunter now, with a gunner now. Yeah. Niggas sit back and frown. Who the future now? What? Never be the same. Who's the next to blame? Uh, Sharp as a razor blade, spit grazes your frame. Uh, mate. Uh, this cold heat can't be contained. Uh, ice box, the to nigga, call him David Blaine. Uh, Don't let me catch your sleeping. Cold blooded, ice in my veins. Rolling off a strong, raw robbery rapper. <laughs> me yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me back yo, up. Yo, I yo. thought you knew. <laughs> Don't let me catch your sleeping. Cold blooded ice in my veins. Send <laughs> a no commercial gimmick. I thought you knew. <laughs> Look dude, know what the truth is I'm strolling with the limper cause these guns are too big Flip mathematics like Chinese kids from Bruce Dick. Like Black Sabbath on the stage, let's lose it I go in aggressive, got birds aggressive, Eating their panties off, then I dick them with some lessons After I, Tyson jab these pricks Before your boys, let the fucking hammers click and I body a favorite rapper before he steps to me and spit I burn him quick, nothing's to it, I'm legit Even God recommended anger management To the first Don, who me, calm You wanna battle me? Better bring some fucking bomb I never stay calm, the US comes to me for fucking strong arms Normally I blitz first, with my foot in the door Waving the fucking hearse
0: on the Infinite Banner with my man, Mark, has been a pleasure.